Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line, cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Everyman Podcast. It's 2024, so this is technically, boys, our second year of doing a podcast. How are you both doing? Did you have a good time off? Yeah, Go on, James. good for me. Um, obviously, I was quit my last job, uh, so I'm in the process of. I was in the process since November of of uh, starting my new job, which I started on the second. So mm-hmm. I had quite a bit of time off over the Christmas and New Year. Um, got bought a new house, so moved in. Doing a lot of renovating and stuff, which has been good and stressful at the same time because there's so much I want to do but just don't have the money to do it to be honest um, but it'll all come come with time uh, but yeah I had a good time off it's good to be back and happy new year to, to you all yeah oh, man, happy new it year, sounds mate. like you've had a re- he's had a really busy one like moving from the top of Scotland back down to home yeah. and changing jobs buying your first home properly with my sister and I have to be honest they have such a cool house um yeah you guys have absolutely smashed it cheers mate Dean how was your bit of time off mate it's good yeah I'm just um sick of drinking I think we've had this conversation off off pod quite a bit saying like it's so hard because I'm like not really that bothered about drinking now when but like at the time it's hard just to say no isn't it um so like diets not being too bad over christmas i actually i hadn't got weighed at all over christmas i thought i'll just leave it see how it goes um and then when i got weighed i'd put on like four kilos which will really up for the amount of food i ate and you know i'm fairly happy with that um compared to last year i'm like sort of 10 kilos down on where i where i was starting so you know hopefully by next November can be 80 kilos and just progress from there. But I'm really excited just to kick on now and uh, haven't really got any plans to like any real reason that I would need to drink after Derby Day. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what this year holds um, physically, like fitness wise and um, how I progress, really. What, what about yourself, son? May I think you've just hit the nail on the head. I had a, a really busy few months socially of... Um think really from my birthday early november obviously i got injured knacked my shoulder um so I, that thanks was the Leah. excuse that that was yeah thanks Leah. that was the excuse to in my own head to stop training I, we were going to the gym nearly every day we we're running nearly every day so i was in a really good rhythm um and then october came got injured and then november december i had so many socials with work had so many socials with like football team nights out birthdays all those sorts of things um where i've just really fell out of a bit of a rhythm that i was in so probably quite like you i am ready to really get on a health kick i say that after having spent a weekend in london and portsmouth and then i'm about to spend wednesday thursday in birmingham this week um well there's a bit of a social on the thursday night but post that that's my social life 
pulled, reined in a little bit just to try and get back on a bit of a health kick, feel good. Clothes have got a little bit tighter. You don't, I don't feel quite as fit. I think football coming back this weekend will make a massive difference. So yeah, super, super excited for it. Um, so we probably have to apologise to the audience. We did have um, Imogen booked on for tonight and uh, she hasn't been able to get on. So the title is misleading based on where we are at. We will rearrange with Imogen to get her back on. Um, but once we've set up the, the pod for uh, to go live, basically, we are unable to change the title. So there's no Imogen tonight. Um, but we will absolutely do this off the cuff. There's no real topic other than there's plenty of things in my head I, I want to ask you guys and talk about. I think a big one would be 2024. What's your plans? What do you what do you want to get out of 2024? It's new year, new me. We're a, a mental health or a health podcast. What are your sort of health goals and personal goals for this year? I'd like, I'd like to get some sort of regular exercise routine going. Uh, some sort of rhythm, you know. Like I'm yep. on a permanent day shift now as well, so it's like Monday to Friday at work, so I should be able to find some sort of you know, routine where I can Im- implement exercise and, and, and fitness. But yep. where, where I'm working is an hour away, so you know, sometimes after a day of work, driving home, especially in the dark as well, you just get home and you just want to sit on the couch and just watch something. So it's just Basically, getting my head out my ass and just starting to kick myself into gear, you know, new year, new me, and all that. So hmm. it's, it's got to get it all started, I think, and then just go from there. But yeah, definitely a lot more fitness this year. I'm hoping, um, yeah, and a lot more social activities, but not involving drinking. Because uh, I think yeah. I think we're all feel the same after the Christmas period, don't we? Where it's just drink, 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 like. You go on like like a full week bender. You're just drinking pretty much every day, and I think everyone gets sick of it. But you just feel like you have to because there's so much going on. Uh, but I think it's a massive relief when the you go mid past midnight on you know December thirty first, and then and then you're like right time to time to get started. And until there's a derby day on the sixth. Yeah, well, that's, I don't think we talked about that yet, have we? <laughs> Yeah, you know what you want. You're the, in the Champions League this year. You're uh, obviously so just a quality, quality team. No, I don't think anyone expected us to win, but I think a lot of people wanted Sunderland to win over Newcastle because you just got yeah, a shit on base, really. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty much we, we give you all the goals. Really, there was a mistake off the free kick, and then and then there was a you know our centre back. Given a penalty in her own goal, so probably would have been better if he did get sent off. <laughs> yeah. Then he probably wouldn't have made all their mistakes and give with the next three. No, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but yeah, but where did, that, so, that's, that's me. We, we, we've discussed about this before, and I, we are definitely not going to be a podcast that talks about Sunderland very often. But I, I found it really weird that you guys went from Tony Mowbray to that Beal. Molly, Molly, Molly. It just feels like a, an odd appointment. I, I honestly don't, don't think we should have got rid of Mowbray personally. Like he made some questionable decisions like the last few games, but like taking off our only striker for a midfielder, mm-hmm. it's like like what what's the crack with that? Like we hadn't had a striker score 
since last April. And he scored two two Saturdays ago, I think, our first striker getting a goal since last April, which is an absolutely insane stat. It's shocking. And then we're, we're subbing them off, like before, like for midfielders. And we've got three on the bench, two two strikers on the bench. Are sure he's like, not called Stevie oh, Smith? <laughs> Honestly, mate, I, I, we've got that Mickey Beal, who I'd never, I'd never personally heard of before. Um, but we were linked with Will Still. Don't know if Will Still was involved in that at all. Like, but when you're linked with him, and then you get someone that you haven't heard of, and then <laughs> he did, he did come in, and we got seven, seven out of nine points, and a striker scored. So I was like, right, okay. That's feeling good, and then we just need to like not let the derby derby loss get to us because obviously you're a much bigger team than us at the moment. Yeah, like Champions League this season, you know, we can't let it get to us. So it, I think I think for, if we go in the next game and just go for the three points, like I think we'll be fine. It was a bit of a peculiar one for me, like because although it was derby day, it didn't have the same kind of like like feel into it because it was expected like there was a lot of pressure on us because it was a free hit for you like you say everyone just expected yeah, yeah. to expected years to lose so it didn't before before the day it didn't really feel like it but then on the day it turned out quite well I, i'd originally planned to go out and just have non-alcoholic beers like the entire day um and my mate was me took us to like his his neck of the woods so it's like a proper like man's man's bar and when i went in yeah. and i said oh have you got any non-alcoholics and they were like what like coke and I was like, oh, they were like, I was like, alcohol? They were like, no, no, I've like not got any. I was like, oh, well, that's it. I'll have, I'll have a beer then. So then that, that started me. And then I, I think I, I went to bed at like four in the morning. I woke up at like three in the afternoon yesterday and I went to bed at like nine o'clock. So I was absolutely shattered, but it was a, it was a good day overall. Yeah. So other that's than that, then, no atmosphere in that stadium from your fans, like. Six thousand years ago in there, first derby day in years, and he was silent for the first seventy minutes. Yeah, that's a lot of shade. You could listen, literally hear. Well, watch it back on the TV. Put the volume up. You probably because you, you had the Geordies in the ear. That's what it was. I hear. You could hear them singing, man. Nah, you couldn't. The only time I heard you is that you only sing when you're winning. After I won one nil up, they're literally the only time I heard you. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I think I think it's a, a crazy one because if you if you think what for this area a, a derby day is it's just massive, isn't it? And for me as a Newcastle fan, I would genuinely love nothing more than Sunderland to be in the league in the in the Premier League, not in the Championship. Mainly due to the fact that it's a guaranteed six points every yeah. season, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's guaranteed six points. Uh, it, it might it might be now. It might be. Now. <laughs> I think well, it's just the more experience of a, a derby day, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's what Again. I mean. Like, even though we got beat three 0 like I loved it. I was obviously I was in, in the bar with, Clip that. with my brother, who's a Sunderland fan, uh, Lewis's brother and his cousin, and like they're both Geordies. So it was like, even though like we're rivals, like it was just a class day, you know, just throwing some darts and that, like Luke Littler, but a lot worse. And then, but it was just class. Like I loved it. I think even I... though we lost three 0 like. Yeah, I think we need to comment on Luke Littler as well. For for so many of us, um, so I over this Christmas period absolutely fell in love with darts, mainly yes, because yes. that's what we need to share. There's that one clip that I, I need to share. I'm hopeful that Job is still listening and knows how to share it. Um, Which one? 
so we'd been playing darts for I don't know roughly about an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Was, and yeah, I think so. We were terrible, to be honest. I was stuck on number eight or something for literally about twenty minutes. Playing around um, the clock, weren't we? Playing yeah, around the yeah. clock, and um, we're, we're giving it the big in. Do you know what I mean? Well, mainly me giving it the big one, and um, it gets to me being left on the bullseye, and I'm like, whatever. Like I'm, you can say you're going to win, and then I go and do it. Oh, this is it. This is the moment. So. I'll, I'll give a commentary. It's been an hour. It's been an hour of us playing darts. There's me giving it the big one. James's dad says no one, no one's won, and I say I'm about to. Bullseye to win. I haven't used. I haven't seen that one. Genuinely, right? Look at Jesus' face. Look, I thought he was going to leave me hanging there as well. I, did, I didn't want. I didn't want to shake his hand, like. I was I was trying to play it cool, like I was being a bit of a prick. I'm not gonna lie. I was just like stood there, like playing it cool. But that is genuinely the greatest achievement I have ever had playing darts. <laughs> Should we not tell everyone that we filmed that about twenty times though? Oh yeah, we <laughs> literally you got it. That, that moment of I didn't quite give it the big one as much as that, but I did give it the big one a little bit, and um, having that. Yeah, I felt such a dick. As soon as the camera went off, I was I actually properly celebrated instead of just trying to give it like the cantonar of like, yeah, I'm cool. But it was oh, it was such good fun. And then straight after that, there's the whole the nuke, and we're watching it, and it's just incredible that someone who's yeah. 16 years old could not just have that much talent, but make history like he did. It was just incredible. Yeah, that, that, that's it. Like obviously, I moved into this house. In the, I've got like a shed in the garden. It's got like a mm-hmm. bar in it. He left the guy who lived here before left dart and a dartboard. So I'd yeah. never been into dart at all. Like, even in work, we had a dartboard and I never played. Um, and then I got here yeah, a few, uh, through a few, uh, the dartboard. I was like, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. I probably, probably could do this quite often, you know, like just for like 10 minutes or whatever a night. And then Luke Littler started playing. And then I was like, I'd never been into darts before. Like, how could you even join or enjoy watching like a couple of blokes throw a few really? sticks at a board? <clears throat> like, how could you enjoy it? But since I started watching it, I was like, holy shit, like, I'm in love with darts. Like, dart is so good. I need to go. We yeah. need to go to like, Newcastle sometime. Do you know what it is? I, I looked because <clears throat> I was listening to Talk Sport and it said, you know, PDC tickets or something. So I went on and I looked at Newcastle and it was it's fully booked out. But we definitely yeah. should like because it's a well, it's a be drinking again, like. But um, it's definitely a, oh, a good a night out. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but but funny enough, because I hadn't seen that video of the the fifty, but I was going to ask you if you had seen the video of like the family must play darts at Christmas. Um. Yeah. And the little old nana. She hit what yeah. hit a number and they were like, Oh, you need to hit the bullseye and she throws it, they hits the bullseye yeah. as well. Yeah. And the whole family just going mental, the limbs are going everywhere and oh yeah. I look fucking class like so good. Yeah, that did look class. Do, do you know what the thing is though? Me and you, Dean, especially, we do a load of we play random shit all the time. It's probably even just filming some of that stuff, isn't it? Um yeah. now now James is back down this way. I think there's there's probably more stuff we can do. I definitely want us to go and do an eating challenge. I think that would be good fun. Oh, this is the nana. And what yeah. they say, you've got to hit the bullseye. 
Oh my god, that is so good. I think mine was better, but that was so good. <laughs> yeah, hers is better. Hers is definitely better. Absolutely. <laughs> That's class, isn't it? Unreal. Yeah, that was incredible. So, um, <clears throat> audience, we do have uh, Imogen joining in a second. She's just setting up and she will be on. And we will talk to Imogen all around social media influence and the impact that it has on you, I suppose, once you start becoming... We can't... I don't think she would like me to say she's famous because she's on her journey uh, of getting there. But um, I, I imagine the, the pressure of having millions of views on some of your content... I imagine not all the comments are are really nice and friendly. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have had any experience of anything that's ever went viral, other than my darts that had like twenty people like it. But but yeah. Good evening, Imogen. Hello, hello. Hello, you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> How are you all? Yeah. Yes, we're doing really well, thank you. Good. Sorry, I'm. So not prepared, honestly. <laughs> no, this this is absolutely uh, my fault. So I sent Imogen an email was it last week, probably, and it got stuck yeah. in her junk. So then the whole like inv invitation and stuff has just landed. So we are good. Sorry, right. we're here now. I'm here now. So there we go. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. <clears throat> we, we're all good to go. Um, so Imogen, I'm going to give you a little bit of an intro. Perfect. We are live, by the way, so people are already watching. So I'm going to give give a little bit of an intro to um, who you are. Correct me if I am not quite on point, right? So you're an aspiring actress, and you're going to hate me saying this, but are now a rising TikTok star. <laughs> yes. That, 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 that's, that's probably never nice to hear, right? Because I mean, like, oh. you know what? we got to make it somehow, haven't we? Yeah. So what made you get into that? To be honest, I think mm -hmm. I've—I mean, I can—I've been acting for as long as I can remember, but mm -hmm. I'd always seen on TikTok, especially during COVID, actually, so yeah. many people would post like um, lip syncs and stuff. And I think it was because of—was um, it Dub Smash? I think it used to be called. <clears throat> it was like a, an app where it was kind of like TikTok, where you'd mm -hmm. get an audio and then you'd lip sync it. And I used to do that, and when I was yeah, when I was younger, and then um, would see it all over TikTok. And I was like, oh, maybe I could give it a go. And I started <laughs> it back in, you know, back in 2020, when everyone had nothing really to do. And I was in my second year of uni, or drama school. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, why don't we just do it for fun? And obviously, nothing really ever came of it. It was just my friends that would comment and find it funny and stuff. And then... Um, Obviously, it was start of November of last year now that yeah. I posted one and then got like 3.2 million views. And then now I've got like yeah. 2,000 followers and it's, <laughs> it's mental. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And to be honest, I'm a fairly new-ish follower. I think that I messaged you around the time. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'd followed you like a week before or whatever. And I was like, it was the Tom Hardy ones where I just thought absolutely incredible because you look so innocent and nice and whatever but so, what you're <laughs> lip syncing is maybe not as nice as what I know. How, how you may look 
<laughs> which is which is what part of the funny part is. So we are obviously going to embarrass you here. Um, Christian, who's our producer, who I don't think you can actually see because we can see it. He's offline. Okay. Uh, please share a clip because it is very funny. Oh, well, he did, did he? That's good of him. Right, listen. When you see him next, you tell him from me, yeah, that I say, fuck Charlie, right? Fuck his brother, yeah? Fuck that fat Georgie Cornell that hangs out with him. Fuck your face. Yeah. Yeah. You. What do you think of that? Hey? Oh, <laughs> so, so good. So good, isn't it? <laughs> Did you know what I actually get impressed by is the, the longer ones? Do you know the ones that are like clearly 40 to 60 seconds or whatever? Yeah. And there's maybe Remembering multiple. It. Yeah, there's multiple conversations going on in, in the content. And I'm thinking, how do you even remember it? Your timing's like perfect. Obviously, you're an actress, but uh, the every men like us who clearly aren't talented like this. It's, I think uh, we should ask the real question: Is how long do they actually take to make before you get it perfect? <laughs> how many attempts? You know what? It kind of varies on the TikTok. I think if it's over a minute long and there's quite a lot of dialogue, it probably takes about an hour. Um. So I'm what sure. I do is I write it down as I'm hearing it. And then that's kind of how it goes in. But I guess, luckily, I've been lucky with quickly picking things up, like dances and grips and things like that. So it's not been that hard. But I mean, obviously, some are really difficult to learn. But yeah, yeah I just you just get the hang of it, really. But so I, they do take quite a lot of takes. So uh, have you seen just on the, sorry, on the, um, just slightly different note, we we're just talking about the darts before you come on. Um, and there's oh, the right. nine daughter, the nine daughter with Michael Van Gerwen and Ma Michael Smith last, last year. And the, there's two brothers do the lip sync of the, of the audio. And it's so funny. Oh, really? really I've not seen that. Yeah. I'll have, we'll have to get that one up sometime. It's so funny. Yeah. Joe, but that Joe, there <clears> is a, uh, there's a task for you there to try and find that for us, please, mate. Uh, yeah. So, we, we can we can talk about all those sorts of things, and I'm sure we will get back to them, which is great. But the topic that we would love to talk to you about is you are starting to become semi-famous. You're getting lots of views on your content, and I can see you hating me saying, "Oh, it's just so like, weird for me." <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it's it's funny though. It is funny, right? It is probably some of the challenges around being um, young and starting your just sort of your career and, and you're getting elements of fame but then probably some of the pressures that come with that um yeah. on yourself and i i've seen some some of your videos where you've started to maybe open up on some of this um so this is the purpose of the the pod the, there'll be lots yeah. of things we cover um but that's just to give the audience an idea of what we are going to be covering in various forms uh, throughout this episode so the first thing we're going to get into is you have a choice. You can either choose two serious questions and one not so serious or two not so serious and one serious question. And we will learn all about Imogen. Um, let's go for the first one. Go for okay. two serious. Two serious. Okay. James, you had one before and I wrote it down. Yeah. So I'm going to let you ask the question because I thought it was a really important one probably for what Imogen does. Yeah, so as an aspiring actress, yeah, I'm guessing you do like a lot of auditions for, for roles. 
and uh, that are roles that you can see yourself in and, and you think might be perfect for, for you and your, your acting style. How, how would do you deal with the rejection of those sort of roles when, when you were, if you weren't to get it? Yeah. To be honest, I think you kind of get to a point where you've had so many, so many auditions that you kind of need to detach yourself from it. And obviously it's easier said than done. Like there can be auditions where I'm just so, I kind of have in my head, I'm like, oh, but I think that went really well. And that would be perfect for me. So mm. obviously when you don't hear anything, because that's the thing, you don't get a no, you just don't yeah. hear back. You, it is, it is hard. It really is hard, but you just kind of have to think of it as, okay, well, on to the next one. It's it's literally like water off a duck's back. You just have to kind of take it and go with the next audition and just kind of think forward. And we always got this advice when we were at uni to once we come out of an audition, don't think about how it went, just come out of it and just forget mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. And that way you kind of get yourself used to thinking forward rather than thinking oh what could I have done better because it's so easy like even in just exams when you're a kid just thinking oh but I think I got that answer wrong and things like that it's so easy to go into that mindset so you just you just kind of have to train yourself to get into that mindset otherwise the career isn't really made for you if you kind of yeah. take action really badly yeah yeah, you do have to. You do have to be strong for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine at the start of everyone's acting career, unless you are a Disney star, like like a lot of the the Hollywood sort of famous people start out, or even musicians, I suppose. Um, I, I imagine the start is all about rejection. It's and it's then. Do you, if you get rejected for a part, do they give you like clear feedback? Are they telling you what you could have done better, or is it sorry, you're just not for us, and on to the next? It's different with everyone, really, because some usually sometimes with smaller auditions, like with smaller companies, sometimes yeah. they can give you feedback and just be like, you're really good at this, but maybe not for this specific role, but we'll keep you in mind for other ones. Mm -hmm. Some others, obviously, you just never hear back. Um, and our drama school kind of got us used to that, just being like, prepare to not hear anything. Um, and yeah, it's... It is tough because when you're at drama school, you do get the reassurance from your tutors and stuff. Whereas as soon as you hit the real world, it is literally like a slap in the face. You just get nothing. You don't get told, well done, or you're talented, or you're doing well. It's just literally yeah. do the audition, send it off, and that's it. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so tough. It is really tough. Sure. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I that. Answer the questions. <laughs> yeah, no, very, very good question. Uh, very good answer to the question. I, I'm going to go to a, a more fun one here. Um, in terms of, so you're an actress. You're what's what's your dream role? If you could pick one role from a film, what would you have chose? Oh, and if, um... unless you say like Rose from Titanic or something, which would be epic with Leo, but. <laughs> That, that's who I would choose if I could be. Really? Oh, be Rose, yeah, I could just look. I would. I'd be Rose, just stood there. Yeah, of course. I'd, yeah. I'd be Leo. Yeah, be, <laughs> and to anyone who knows of mine and Dean's relationship, he would be. He's my best friend, and he he would hold me tight on the end of the boat. 
I'll never and let go, Lou. Kill him off in the end. <laughs> yeah, he, he, no, no, yeah. he actually wouldn't let go. That's, no, I, I wouldn't let go. That's that's right. I'm, I'm Rose in that situation. <clears throat> oh um, shit, I. I don't know. Um, I think it changes all the time. Sometimes I'm like, I want to be in an ITV drama series, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think at the moment, I would love to be in a Guy Ritchie film, like playing the the cool, you know, boss's yeah. wife. I just think. It's just such a cool role, such a badass, you know, boss woman. And I just think... Like the gentleman. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Fantastic. I can't remember her name now. She's amazing enough of her. Plays it so well. She's got so much, like, attitude. And I feel like... Yeah. Especially with my casting type. I get typecasted a lot for roles, obviously, because everything is just based on what you look like. So yeah. it's, I get typecasted for dumb blonde, um, like the, the bitchy girl in high school, things like that, or like the, the bit simple one, you know, not really much about her. And that's mm. why I feel like, especially in my TikTok videos, that's why I want to kind of prove my versatility, I guess. And that's why. Yeah, yeah. Something like that because it's just so not what I look like, <laughs> and I want but also to... your personality as well. I think that that's probably the one thing. Sorry to typecast you as not a director who has any ability to typecast you. Um, <laughs> when you were then doing those types of sketches, I was like, that's actually really funny because you, you're not expecting that at all. So, yeah, yeah. no, I'm definitely on that page. <laughs> Dean, I think I would like to see you try and do one of them. Actually, I think you've got that in your oh, locker. I, I don't have that that in my locker. Like, I can't remember that because I was thinking to, at the time when I was watching that one with you. Do you have it like written in front of you and you're reading off the top of it? Because I've seen some of them like, and there's just absolutely no way that like I just don't have that capability. No, yeah, is, definitely not. I couldn't remember James's question before when you said James, you asked a good question. I couldn't even remember what it was <laughs> until you said it, and then I remember, and then I remembered what what it was as you were saying. It. I was like, oh yeah, it was. But nah, I'm not good at that sort of thing. Like maybe maybe yeah. that's what we, maybe we can give it a go and upload it onto the socials. Uh, we'll we'll try one out uh, this week. Yeah, do. Yeah, well, we'll let Dean try that out. That seems like a great <laughs> idea. The good thing with TikTok is you can you can do as many takes as you want. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll do it first. Dean become an actor after all of this? Like in a year's (laughs) time, we meet Dean's in like Coronation Street or something. What would I get TikTok for? Oh, cheers! Not like I've been training for years. (laughs) (laughs) It's all from your advice, though. That was all. You just had to write it down and practice for an hour. I'll put in a good word for you when I'm there. Thanks. (laughs) Dean's the next bad bitch in the next guy guy Ritchie film. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Imogen, our producer put a question in before. Um, what is your favorite TikTok trend? Are you a TikTok user in your own like life, or is it just a means to get your content out? Like, are See, you a big user of it? I used to be. I used to get in. Oh my god, I used to get in holes. Like, I'd watch it for about two hours and then not realize yeah, the time. Yeah. Passed. yeah. But, but I don't really. I don't know. I don't really get on trends. Like, I don't. Because they're all quite like singy ones or like dance top TikToks, and I can't. I'm not. I don't think I could pull that off as as well as I do my acting. So I don't know. I don't know what trends there is. There's like this one dance one that I really liked, and it was by Jungle back on seventy four. I think there was like a dance that 
everyone mm-hmm. did from the music video. I, re- I like that. That was going viral, I guess. So, but I couldn't yeah. do it. Job, we are we could actually embarrass um, Imogen quite well here. So Imogen's just started a series trying to learn the trumpet. Oh no! And do you know what? Yeah, yeah Job, <laughs> look through TikTok because it is actually funny. So um, I've <laughs> only, I think I've only watched the first two or three. I, I don't know what you're up to now. Maybe six. Oh, day six now. Day six now. Uh, day day one was actually really funny because you were really shit. Like, like <laughs> genuinely, you were really shit, and it was really obvious that you were laughing at yourself. Like, oh, maybe so I shouldn't have start, like maybe I shouldn't have started this, and now I'm filming it, and I'm gonna have to stick with it. And this yeah. is the thing, I, I because I'm doing it. I'm glad I'm doing it because I'm holding myself accountable. Because otherwise, if I didn't video it, I probably wouldn't be practicing as often as I am. But yeah. oh my goodness, the first one was so bad. Yeah, it was terrible, and I'm hoping Job. I don't know if he's he hasn't replied in the chat. Yeah, here we go. This is a funny one. Jan, two days into 2024, as some of you know, I got a saxophone for my 20th. Oh, sax- yeah, I'm saying trumpet. It's a saxophone. It's absolute beauty. Do I know how to play it? No, no, I don't. Am I going to learn? Yes. How are you going to learn anything? <laughs> there's no chance it's happening in 14 days I will probably get some lessons you'd think <laughs> you uh, teach myself so I thought that I would document my journey on how to learn saxophone. obviously you're a welcome it is, it is a brilliant video <laughs> to learn the saxophone have here with me it's the sound that comes out Jupiter yeah it was very it's not what i thought a saxophone sounded like no well it's not what it's supposed to sound like <laughs> i just sound like a boat horn we're gonna do this it's very different from my usual videos but i kind of wanted you know to... i was actually really shocked at how hard the music was to read yeah sure like that book doesn't look like a an efficient way to learn how to play the saxophone. No, it's so confusing. I was thinking, dear, can you read music? I can. I can read music. Yeah. To an extent. <laughs> and I can't, hence saying that it looked really hard way to learn how to... It's telling me how to do this, but I don't even know what the bell... Is that the bell? Yeah. That is, I learned that is the bell. That is, yeah. It's all about learning, isn't it? Place your right on you. There's, honestly, I like and there's so many keys on there. Oh, so many keys. Ah, oh, Job. Got a little scab there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you twatted it off your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good sound, you. That sounds alright, eh? So we've got a diagram here. That's just not a way for me to ever learn to do something. No, it's different. YouTube all the way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I should. Yeah. <clears throat> YouTube or face to face lessons, isn't it? Yeah. He's actually knackering as well. Yeah, it's funny when you get a headache. Oh yeah. Yeah. The lower, um, like the note, the more breath you need. Already. Yeah. 
So our producer is actually a genius when it comes to music as well. He plays oh, really? many instruments, yeah. And he's saying that you're actually not bad at all. Oh. So he's, oh, yeah. so he's being nice. I don't know why, because he's never normally. <laughs> Thanks. And you're being way too kind, because I think I sound shy. Are you, I love the... Um, Good evening, guys. Go on. Actually. Go on. I was just saying I love the sax in um, Sam Fender. Oh, they have yeah. a sax, sax guy that plays in there. It's class. I mean, yeah. that well, is... Yeah. Think Ibiza, doesn't it? Like, Ibiza yeah, yeah, that girl, that, there's that girl as well, isn't she? The, the Blongo, the famous one. Yeah. Have you seen her playing yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah some good songs. Like. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get yeah. there. Yeah. So in terms of... Um, learning a new skill so you kind of touched on it before around like it's really important for you to like push yourself try new things those, those sorts of stuff is that something that you tend to do often you know what no i think if you'd have spoken to me back in october last year mm -hmm. yeah i'd been like, i just had no motivation to anything i literally i had my job which i hate i didn't enjoy because it's in hospitality sorry yeah <laughs> um <laughs> And, um, we understand why you might might hate it. You have to deal with <laughs> drunk people and rude people, and uh, yeah. And it's like I just didn't really. I was trying to find hobbies, and to be honest, I had wanted to learn the saxophone for a, a few years, mm -hmm. but I never really thought I was going to get one. And then I kind of, I then did panto over Christmas, and I was mm -hmm. like, right, I need to learn the sax. I need to start the saxophone next year so that i've got something to put my mind to so that when i'm not doing my show because i've finished now that yeah. it kind of i have something else to enjoy rather than just going right stopped doing what i love and now i have to just go back to work yeah yeah That's my yeah. job is what we call it so, yeah <laughs> when you're not not creating magic right so what what were you in the panto i feel like that being in a panto how cool a panto Tree. is by the way I I've actually never done one. Were you a tree? You were a tree. <laughs> was <I> a tree? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was um, ensemble, which is like a backing dancer and singer and understudy Cinderella. So I had to learn okay. her part as well as my own part. Did you get to be Cinderella? I didn't, no. So you didn't push her down the stairs? No. Like no her in the changing room. Bring a leg. Yeah, bring and, a leg. Uh, <laughs> I actually know her, so it kind of made it a little bit more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you just wore like a mask or something and no one would ever know true true i could have done that but no i actually kind of enjoyed my part because i felt like i was in more like dances and stuff where she was only in the scenes so i enjoyed it and do you see yourself doing panto every year now is that now a thing until I mean, you I, yeah i really enjoyed it so i hope so i really really enjoyed it um but obviously, you never know what's going to happen. I, I don't know if I'll be doing something else over Christmas. I mean, hopefully, not in a bad way, because I did enjoy Panto, but hopefully I'll be yeah. doing TV, maybe. Something. Yeah, TV. What 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 even are Christmas programmes over Oh, like time? Midwife? Oh, that's... A, hang on. Hang on. I so think random. you definitely knew. She definitely <laughs> was like, yeah. I think that thing that I watch every year that I love and I'm always going to bring a part of, I think that might be on over Christmas. That's literally what that was, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> See, when I'm myself, I can't actually hide my emotion or like, act very well. It's quite funny. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Too, so it was good. 
Um, so, yeah, the, the video that made me want to reach out to you and understand your story and, and what was where you started to talk about. So, so we're, we're probably going to go down a slightly different tone here, but you can make it as fun as you want to make it. So was where you opened up that you'd been struggling for a bit and there had been some challenges and you felt like it was right or it was the right thing to open up. Yeah. Um, firstly, how did you find opening up? Did that help you? Um, but then what was going on and, and how do you feel now? I think I had a lot of things happen like personally over in 2023 yep. that kind of just like I changed jobs like about three times I think mm-hmm. and I hadn't been in my job that I'm currently in very long and I think it was just like I wasn't getting paid as much as I was in my previous job um mm-hmm. and I think it was just sometimes you just get waves of am I ever going to make it kind of thing and you see so many people in the same situation as you which you may think oh that's nice to know that I'm not alone but at the same time you think what makes me different what makes me think that I can make it over that person and you just think my odds are so tiny and I think I just got to a point where I wasn't enjoying my job and I hadn't found anything else that made me happy. And I think what a lot of people say, especially in the creative industry, is that you have to find, you have to have two lives, basically. You have to find a side hustle or like a a, a hobby or something else that you, or like a job in the creative industry that you enjoy. Um, that completely takes the focus away from the rejection or just not doing as well as you want to or you know just that Mm -hmm. I just felt like I wasn't at that point in my life where other people were and especially when you're like mid-20s you look at everyone else and you're thinking some of you've got getting married some of you've got babies some of you've got houses and full-time jobs while I'm here making coffees for a fair wage and um and you know I'm I wasn't doing what I loved and I just felt like my progress was completely different and so many people say oh well you know you've got to you can't compare yourself to others but it's so much easier said than done Mm. and yeah I had nothing else on the side that I enjoyed so I just felt like my life was work and because I didn't enjoy work then I was just unhappy Uh so and I don't think that if TikTok hadn't have kicked off the way it did for me, I feel like I'd still be in a very similar position. Obviously I did have Panto, which was great, but it's so hard to find another side hustle or hobby that is kind of similar to what you want to do, but also distracts you from doing what you want to do. Mm. So yeah, Yeah. it's really really hard because some people go into teaching, um, like, dance teaching and stuff like that and that was never for me I'd done it before and I didn't really fancy it and then I was trying to think of other things I was like oh should I just go to London and do this and just so I was like should I travel and you just so many things go on in your head and you're like what what do I do mm. so it, I, yeah it was hard I, I think we can as a three the three here on the pod here can definitely resonate with that and it's all about finding your why probably in life and your purpose and Without purpose, 
what have we got really we you, you get stuck in the rat race of this is what life is this is pretty shit like Dean, I know you were in that position sort of back end of last year. James, you've just gone through a big career change from the RAF to then to Civvy Street. Like I've had multiple career changes in my life where you think like this is your purpose. So, so for, for example, mine was football where yours was acting and then mine then went to working in training to then now working in marketing. And I feel like you're absolutely right because this is as much for the audience to, to understand the lesson from this even though you might not be in a position where your nine to five gives you every bit of fulfillment that you actually truly want in your life, you can still either have hobbies or a side hustle, or you can still invest in the things that give you that sense of purpose mm -hmm. in your own time and then try and turn that into what your life is. And for us, maybe that for us is this podcast. It's that chance to express ourselves, our true emotions, help people, in a way where there's not that pressure of, as you say, earning that fair wage, um, because actually it's just doing something that we're passionate about versus doing something that we need to do. Um, I suppose my question around that for you would be, since doing the TikTok, um, has, ha have you felt like you've been a better actress since because you're maybe not putting that pressure on auditions as much? because actually you're getting a little bit of a, a release. Yeah, I think so. It's, yeah, I think so. Especially as I'm I'm acting more than when mm. I would just do auditions. And it's so good to kind of keep it current because then you learn more or you just, you know, you just keep it going. And yeah. I think it also helps when I'm acting for my TikToks, it helps me keep the motivation to know what I'm kind of working towards. Whereas I think yeah. when you have so much time away from doing stuff or you haven't done a job for ages, you forget what it feels like to be in that position. And then you think, hang on, what am I working for? Like, what does it feel like to act? What does it feel like to do this? So I think, yeah, definitely since doing TikToks, it's helped keep my love for acting as well as just, yeah, just keep it going really. And it's, it's definitely, I feel improved my acting for sure. Yeah. Would you say like consistency was was like a, a really big thing with with your TikToks, for example? Because as you say, you started off like just having a laugh, and it was only your friends and stuff. But I bet it got to a stage where you, you wanted it to go further. So did you ever go through times where I don't know it wasn't taken off as much as you wanted to, or or you felt forced to have to do it to keep like your fans happy? Or yeah, to be honest, yeah, I think I kind of got to a point where I was thinking well I've got an agent and they get me auditions and stuff and obviously I have to look for myself as well but it got to a point where I just I kind of sorry I've lost my train of thought got to a point where I just didn't know kind of what I wanted to do and I kind of started posting my TikToks again I started the ball rolling because I was thinking well if I'm not getting auditions how else am I going to get seen and especially yeah. kind of with my casting type, there aren't many auditions out there for, you know, heterosexual, white, blonde, female, because it's amazing how diverse the industry has now become. But um, obviously then because of the diversity and stuff like that, then it just, there are just Limited so the opportunity. many. Yeah, yeah. And there are a lot of, like, there are a lot of other girls that look like me. And 
I kind of thought, well, okay, well, you kind of just, you get to a point where I feel like everyone has this, you make your own work. And although I didn't know it was going to take off, I was just kind of thinking, what else have I got to lose, really? So I just kind of carried on posting, not really expecting it. And I kind of had in the back of my head, oh, how funny if this went viral. And I remember actually posting the TikTok that went viral. And I said the night before, when I posted it, I went, this is going to go viral. And I just said it as a joke. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh, I've actually, I've actually gone viral now. So it was, it was mental. Yeah. Which one, which one was it? It was the Tom Hardy one. The oh, was it the Tom Hardy one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Class. It's, yeah. So, I have not hit, ever hit your virality. I've had um, so on LinkedIn. I have a, a fairly decent following, a bit short of yours, and um, I've had like a million. Not so not multiple millions, but a million. And I remember post having those posts that have gone viral that feeling when the next one doesn't of like oh I'm a little bit disappointed here so how do you manage that because you almost get to that point where you feel what have I failed on that one am I yeah. am I now suddenly shit like or was that just a fluke so how, how do you deal with that well this is kind of where imposter syndrome comes in because yeah. I am definitely definitely the queen of that and I will I think that's why I I take so many takes in my TikToks as well because I just get to a point where I may post something and I know it's not as good as another one of mine and I just go, oh, I just know it's not going to go as well. But the followers that I have, I have such lovely comments from them and they're always so supportive. Obviously, it's part of the parcel really. When you're on social media, you are going to get hate. So I do get the old comments here and there, but doesn't everyone um you know saying oh this is not as good as your other ones and I'm like yeah cheers Ian I know that you know but <laughs> it's, just... Ian. it's always Ian isn't it <laughs> but um yeah no offense to any Ian's that was obviously just an example um but yeah it's uh it is hard but you kind of just I also kind of have in my head I am also doing it for my enjoyment not just for other people so I think it's also important to keep that mindset because then otherwise I do obviously want to think of it as a job because if that became my full-time job, that'd be amazing. But I also want to keep it as like enjoyment through me, like yeah. for me. So, That's the main thing though, isn't it? Like everyone says about work, like do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. So as long as you're enjoying doing it, then like, yeah, sure. why would you not, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I think it's very true. In terms of, um, so you've gone from not really posting to then posting pretty much every day now? Yeah. Is that right? Um, yeah. How are you finding that as like a, a work-life balance? Well, it is quite tough actually because I have to find time. Content. I have to work. Yeah, I have to find the content. I have to learn the content. I also have to have my own like downtime family time friends and things like that mm -hmm. so it's hard to factor in different like things to then know how I'm gonna do it because I've got to I, I've made an agreement with my work that I work in the mornings so that 
I have the rest of the day to kind of do my TikToks and things like that because at the end of the day, like I am starting to get paid for them. So it is also yeah. a job. Yeah. So I do need to I do need to kind of work on my uh, time management because if I'm, you know, you've got kind of got to keep it up. If I'm posting two, three times a day, I've got to do that every day. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a really good point. Yeah, no, it does. So you did touch on the negative comments and I don't want to go into them too much because they're negative, right? But how, how do you deal with them? Like, how does that actually make you feel? And so, again, I, I've had some negative comments and we, we get them, especially yeah. if we go on. We've talked about so many different types of topics from like addiction to suicide. to So when you go into those depths, sometimes people maybe don't take the conversation as well as it was mm. meant to be to be said. And um, it, it's hard. And I know how we deal with it. But h- how do you deal with it? Um, I think it was weird. I think at first when it because I got quite a few on, I got, actually I got a lot on the golf one, the one that went viral, just of being like, this is a red flag, I wouldn't want to be your wife, your husband, da, da, da. and I'm like, it's just a joke. <laughs> don't, don't worry, yeah, don't worry, you're not going to. <laughs> so what a shame, <laughs> I wanted to marry you, do you know what I mean? Um, so a lot of those I kind of found funny, but some of them, I think it was the ones when people would comment being like, almost, but like, good effort. I think those ones, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. And um, I don't, I mean, I try not to let it affect me, but there's only so much. Like, I don't, I've gone from getting no hate, you know, because I've never been big on social media. I've gone from getting nothing to getting quite a bit. So obviously yeah. every so often it's going to affect you. And I think maybe on my videos that haven't done as well, if I get a hate comment, I've, I get offended by it a bit more because mm. like with the, like the amount of views that my other ones have and stuff, I'm like, Oh, well, it's like, you're going to get it. It's there's loads of comments. I don't have time to look through that. Whereas the smaller ones, I'm like, I can see them. I look through the comments and yeah. yeah. It does... I was going to ask that actually, do you look yeah. through all the comments all of the time or do you, if it's a big one, do you go, I'm going to get loads. I haven't got the time to yeah. read a thousand the big comments. Ones I kind of just scroll past but the smaller ones I do look because I do get lovely comments so it's nice to see yeah. obviously yeah, the odd one I do see and I I do want to reply to them but obviously you know I you can't do you ever fire keep that low no no it, that's what they want isn't it they want to rise and then yeah. you know before you know it you get more piling in just to get that rise again um, so yeah. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have the, there's a guy I follow called James Smith, who's like a diet person. Um, and he wrote, uh, he's wrote some books and he was talking on the, um, Chris Williamson podcast the other day about like when he wrote his books, he goes and has a look at like the one star reviews. And he said it was the worst thing he did because like people are like kicking off about his book and stuff like that. But like to give himself a bit of perspective, he goes to like, you know, really famous books that have done actually, you know, like famously well um, and looked at their one star reviews. And even those people who have got these books that are at the absolute top um, echelon, uh, the, 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 put my teeth back in. Hi. <laughs> That, <laughs> that, that, that was his that cotton the audition yeah, yeah, there, yeah. by the way. <laughs> oh, she's, she's rip. Is, that, is she gone on the show? I don't know. Not gone, you like it? Oh, she? Oh, 
2023. Um, but yeah, he, even in them books that have done so well, there's negative, there's negative reviews and stuff like that. So just to give a bit of perspective, you, you're, you're always going to get them. And I think in in this life that we have, where it's all online, people want to just say bad things, negative things, don't they? They just want to be on a wind up. It, it's like a troll culture that we've got, isn't it? Yeah, they just honestly yeah. have nothing else best to do with their lives, do they? Really? Yeah, exactly. You see it everywhere. I feel like some of them they don't people. even mean it. Sorry. Sorry, I was saying hurt people. Uh, hurt people. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's deep. You, you, you see some people and they do like the most stupid thing, and then the people are getting by. Like I seen, seen a post. It was like, oh, you people will argue over anything, and it was literally like. A glass that was like half full, and they're like, "This glass is half full." And then the comments are like, "It's half empty," and there's, everyone's just kicking off. And I was like, "How oh, do you care so much?" I'm sure people, <laughs> just do it. people just do it just to get other people to vote. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I think the one I always see is when someone—it's normally a Twitter thing—but someone will kick off a, a tweet. And then, so someone will put something and they'll say, no, you're wrong, da, da, da. Then the person replies and they're like, oh, no, I'm really sorry. Lovely to, to see you or whatever. And you're like, what? So you've clearly only said it for the attention of the reply, not yeah. because you actually believe what you're saying, which... Yeah, you get that a lot, don't you? a weird I've... way to run your life. Yeah. I've seen one with a UFC fighter and um, somebody commented saying, you should just retire, mate, you, you passed it. And then he commented back saying, would you say that about face? And he went, no, mate, that's why I said it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And anyway, the, the UFC rep- uh, uh, fighter replied saying, fair enough. <laughs> oh, it's such a creep. Yeah, God. No, I love that. Um, okay, so we've had some questions from some parents ahead of this interview. Um, okay. So you are now going to be the moral guidance of all social media. So no pressure. Take that, take that weight on your shoulders, right? Carry it. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of um, TikTok, every kid's now using TikTok, right? I'm saying that as a 31-year-old, so I'm far too old to be talking about what the cool kids are doing, right? Um, How can parents keep their kids safe on social media? Is that one that you feel confident about? I I mean, I I don't think I'd be very good at giving this advice, but um, I think there are things that you can do on TikTok to censor Mm -hmm. things. You know, there are things that it's like you, um, you can't see if it's you know, got swearing and things like that. But yeah. I ideally don't, I believe that there shouldn't yeah. be kids on TikTok until I agree, like yeah. 16. Because yeah. you never know what's out there. And obviously a lot of stuff gets shadow banned and reported and whatever. And if I see something that's offensive, I'll report it. And just because mm-hmm. I know that at 25, like, I don't want to see that. So I wouldn't want a 10 year old on TikTok seeing that. And I just think yeah, yeah. that it's, now nowadays like the ages are so young that kids are on social media and I remember I was like 12 and that when I joined Facebook and I was buzzing about that and everyone else was like 10 and I was like I couldn't have it for another two yeah years. I wasn't allowed it I wasn't allowed it you know what I mean and obviously you don't really see half of the stuff that you see on TikTok so I would say yeah my advice to parents is probably don't it's it's hard if your kids have their own phones. It is hard, but mm. they shouldn't. 
they shouldn't be allowed their own TikTok until they're about 16 because some of the things on there, like you never know what you can see and there's lots of swearing and especially with like some things that have come up on the news with kids being so easily influenced by other people and what they're going through, especially with mental health. I think there was a, there was a girl who um, committed suicide because she said that she was having mental health problems and it was mm-hmm. because someone on social media said they had that and was saying that they were, you know, doing certain things and it led her to do those things. And it's just, TikTok is a blessing and a curse. It's so good for learning, but it's also, it can influence you very easily. So Mm. yeah, I would say 16 at least. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. And th- there was probably a point you mentioned that triggered something in my head there. And I think it was, I could be misquoting, but I believe it might have been Elon Musk who said it, where everyone who joins social media should have to submit some form of ID. So your passport, your driving license, whatever. And I think that would just change so many of the like bad things on social media, because then you have no ghost accounts where they're just giving loads of people abuse or whatever. Yeah. You have... No, none of the really dangerous stuff on social media because well, you would just get caught. Yeah. You would get, exactly, you would get caught. So I, I definitely think that's something that the big social media companies should look to do. Dean, you, you probably have a view on this, knowing you. Well, I was just thinking, like, just back to that bit. Like, I mean, I, I agree in some cases, especially like for the bad stuff, but like negative comments and stuff like that. Like, obviously, you know, it's not nice in that, but there's the free speech element as well isn't it of letting people say what they want to say you know some people believe what they say in their negative comments so it's a fine balance and i think that's that's what got brought up about it is the fine balance of being able to say what you want with freedom of persecution but also not Mm -hmm. to the extent of some people like the racial abuse some of the england players and ivan tony puts it on all the time like some of the abuse for that but they're hiding behind you know screens anonymously where the, you you can say what you want and get away with it so i think it yeah it's right for the balance but i think with the it's so hard because like you know when we were kids people asked what you want to be it'd be footballer and all that people just want to be like tiktok youtube famous now um mm-hmm. and like the, looking at that towards their careers of being so young i mean there's that Fortnite player's 13 year old isn't he and he won a million pound competition like it's it's just crazy like the money that's in it and i think it's probably we're a little bit behind the times because we're thinking you know we don't want the kids to be online and stuff like that but i think eventually it's just the way the world's changing the world, isn't yeah. it like it, yeah. a lot of it will be online and a lot of it already is um but it'll be interesting to see what happens because you think about how far we've come and what since we were kids like what it's going to be like in another 20 30 years, years going to be yeah even 10 years going to be crazy isn't it yeah yeah no, I, th- I think you're right um yeah it's, it does worry me actually because obviously i have a son and that is something that i really fit i'm fearful like he's 18 months old so it's one of those where you're like what's the world going to be like when he's my age that's it is terrifying um so yeah as a as a dad you you think how can i best protect my son so yeah, that's that's definitely one. So there was a there was a statistic that I was really shocked at when researching um, this this topic of uh, mental health, and specifically this year, Imogen, we are looking at not just talking about men's health. So we've had lots of women guests on previously, but we haven't openly said we're going to discuss men and 
women's health. Yeah. We've kind of just discussed mental health, but mainly through the lens of men's because we're a group of lads, really. So it's really hard for us to identify as a, a woman. Sense. And we will definitely not get into that conversation. But to say that I am a woman and I know my mental health because I just don't. Um, in terms of... there was So there's a stat out there that women are twice as likely to be diagnosed with, a, with anxiety as men. Now, we know that men are more likely to commit suicide and all those sorts of things. But I didn't under, I didn't realize that women would be more likely to suffer with anxiety. Um, and when, when I actually stepped back and sort of looked at that stat, it absolutely makes sense. I think there's so much more pressure for women to, or, or where women feel like they have to be a certain way and probably look a certain way because of the way society makes them like you have to look beautiful yeah yeah hair has to be done your nails have to be done all those types of things when actually you should, as a bloke we just get out of bed have a shower and we shove some clothes on like it's very different in terms of sort of the standards that men and women have to go through um so just your thoughts on that stuff really gosh where do i begin um to be honest there's actually obviously in the most recent barbie film Mm-hmm. There was a really good speech in there and it's about the societal pressures of women and how it's just completely different from men. Obviously, like, we all can get anxiety, but, yeah, it spurs from different things. And a lot of it is, yeah, societal pressures. And because of the traditional way of thinking from years ago about, you know, women and jobs and, yeah, mm. what they should look like and also... Pornography is like a massive one for like the yeah. way that women are seen because people that watch it have this idea in their head of what how things go and like what women look like and then women then get shunned if they don't look like that or if they have flaws it's like oh okay well it doesn't on this like they you know have fake boobs and things like that and it's also social media as well a lot like filters and these mm apps that you can like change your face shape and like your teeth and I'm gonna take slimmer. I'll take slimmer. But it's just mental and it's just so like it's so weird how easily you can change yourself and how social media makes you think that they look like that or that their life is like that. And it's like no, they that's it's just so untrue. And like for me I I had to unfollow loads of um like women like instagrammers on um instagram because i was just looking at them thinking well i don't look like that or i'm not there in my life yet i don't have a range rover i don't live in london and things like that like it was all of those things and i thought why am i why am i doing that to myself this is what people want you to see this is the life that they want you to see on it. and i think social media massively like gave me like anxiety a lot of the time because I would be mm-hmm. like well I've got nothing to post I've like why do people want to know about my life and my life's not that interesting I've seen people go on you know traveling I've not done anything with my life and it just like hits you and makes you think why well, need to do all of this stuff and that's where the stress comes and everything kind of goes hand in hand really and yeah there is a lot of uh it's tough it's tough being a woman and also even with um like, you know, the whole not all men thing with them, um, like, going out at night, things like that. 
like a mm. man to go and have a walk at night. Yeah, I, I, I hate this. I never want to walk my dogs at night. Yeah, God forbid. Yeah. I, I'd be fearful of my life. And it's just like, I don't, you don't want to assume, but you kind of have to. And mm, it's like, yeah. what there's, you know, that thing, it's like, not all snakes bite, but, you know, you're obviously going to be scared of every single one because they all look the same. Ooh, just got labelled snakes. No, I'm no. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I I'm always thought you were a snake me. <laughs> no, no, I, I am joking. No, I think that, do you know what? We actually talked about this. Um, so I work in a corporate environment and we have to do these sorts of training. And I have to, I'm going to be really frank. When that topic came up at first in my head, even doing a podcast. So I'd like to think I'm someone who's fairly considerate and like I genuinely want people to be happy and okay and all this. When I heard it at first, I, the, t the topic of women not feeling safe walking. I was like, surely that's not right. That seems a little bit exaggerated. But then we sat in a forum for an hour, two hours, whatever. And um, hearing women share their fears and stories and something, I don't believe anyone in the room, something had happened, but there was moments where they felt threatened and fearful and things. And I can't imagine us as a group of blokes walking down the street and being fearful that there's a woman walking 10 meters behind me or across the road, but walking in the same direction. But every single or the majority of women have that fear of this person could be an attacker. So, again, that probably all sort of writes into why women have more anxiety, because they have a genuine fear of the opposite sex where I don't naturally have a fear towards women. Anyway, I think so. I get the reverse of that sometimes, though. Like, you know, like if you're out walking and there is mm. a woman, like I feel like I want to cross the street away so it doesn't look like yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like a, it's like yeah. now, are you thinking that I'm, yeah. no, I'm going to just go there? Like, yeah. So. So when oh, you I smile at an old I'm person, they don't think you're a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> As you look, um, a couple of things. Weird. I'm normal. <laughs> I promise. Um, just one thing you touched on before. We've said it a few times about the um, the whole thing with social media as well. It, it, it's that is that comparison's the thief of joy. So um, you're looking at things, and your your life might be good. Like you might have um, a video, and you might hit a million views or what have you. But then you look at the next video, and that's two million, and that detracts can detract away from the sort of feelings that you get. So. I think that's a, a big one is just sort of being grateful for sort of what you've got um, and not looking into it. So I think I've done the same as you. I used to follow all the people with six packs and all that sort of stuff and thinking it's motivation when in fact it wasn't motivation. It's it's demotivation more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And now he just he just follows me around. That's, that's <laughs> Yeah. 10 yards behind. 10 yards behind. I'm not a weirdo. Yes, you are. <laughs> Slow down, though. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no, that is it. So there, there was another, there, there was another stat which um, jumped out around this as well. That over a quarter, so twenty six percent of women aged between sixteen to twenty four. So you're not even in that bracket now, Imogen. You're old. Of course, obviously. I'm one of those. You know, when you do the new thing, you tick the next. Yeah. category. Oh, you're the next category on this one, right? So over a quarter of of women, so 26%, aged between 16 to 24, report having a common mental health problem in any given week. 
Now, that age demographic makes me feel a lot of that would be probably driven by that, as we discussed, social pressures and social media. Mm-hmm. And um, what you guys were talking around unfollowing people, I actually made a decision to come off a lot of social media. So I came off Instagram completely. I found it a really toxic place as a young man constantly comparing yourself and I, I feel like I have a pretty good life but there's always someone with a better life so you're you're looking at it going okay I've got a good job I'm working really hard but actually they're hustling every, they're, they're up at three how are they up at three and then they've got a, all these things I can't get up at three I go to bed at 10 like all these sorts of things so yeah it go definitely made eight. me go to bed at eight just just go to bed just go to bed at eight no yeah. it, it it's, pro- it's probably one of those, when I read that stat, it makes me think social media has played such a big part in in all of our lives. But to young people, maybe you're not ready. Like I think you need to understand who you are, what you want of life before then being so easily influenced or feeling pressured to be someone that, sure. that you're not. Yeah, because yeah. you're still learning as a kid. You're still... It, well, you, I'm still learning and I'm 31. Yeah. <laughs> Like you still get influenced by other people's views and like opinions. So until yeah. you like until you're an adult really, I feel like that's when you can make your own decisions to do what you want to do and yeah. Completely agree. Change whatever. Yeah. James, so you're quite young. How old are you, James? Twenty four? All right. Twenty four, yeah. Twenty four. Um how do you find social media? Because you're not really that active, are you? Nah, I don't. I don't post anything. I just I like, I like Twitter because it's it can be really funny. It can be really funny, and 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 I, I catch it with I see all like all the news. You know, like, I yeah. feel that's like one of the first places you see, you see the news and stuff. I'm not sitting and watching the news. Like that's boring. So I'll just catch it on Twitter. You know, whatever's trending or whatever. But yeah, I think because I'm not big, like. Like famous or anything, you know, like no one's coming at me or like no, no I'm one stop, says, I'm gonna stop coming at you now. I tell you what, like, I'm into my gardening, right? So I was growing like loads of tomato and chili plants, right? Hell, man. <laughs> and I was posting, posting it all over me, all over me, Instagram. But I tell you what, right? A lot of people were enjoying that. I love that. that. Good for yeah, you. Call, call them out only plants. <laughs> only plants. <laughs> you oh, I'm only plants, yeah. I enjoyed that. I was mate. loving that, though. I was loving that. Wait, I, I, I must have missed that series. Oh, you can catch it up. I put it. I made like a highlight on my Instagram. So go oh, check, go check it out, got... guys. With James D. <laughs> you sub to a few of them, don't you? You are only plants. No. Lewis. Oh no, it's not only plants. That's no, the other one, isn't it? Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like that's really wrong. <laughs> But no matter what I say, I, I'm I'm gonna bite. So do I just ignore it? It's a podcast. It's awkward. So I've got to reply. Just gonna take it. If you ignore, if you ignore it, it's true. Exactly. If I ignore it, it's true. So I will positively deny it, saying I do. It's not, on the company but, card. But thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Every man paying for only scrans. Yeah. That's what Ethan was, eh? But um, so we have a a, a bit of a quick fire round. They're not the best questions in the world. We're going to set that up nicely. So we will learn all about you here. Um, so if you could travel back in time, what time period would you want to go? I feel like you could be a 20s 
I'm gonna put that out there. Makes me think like you. That might be more like the Peaky Blinders type sketches really? that you do. Yeah, it's maybe. maybe ball, isn't it? Is that twenties, thirties, or forty and eighty? I probably say the sixties because I just love the music and the like, you know, swinging culture. So I'd say the sixties and like the fashion was so cool. Mm. Yeah, like all the Motown stuff, love it. That's a bit of me. Yeah, I'm definitely not cool enough to pick the sixties. I don't think. I would like to go you back to the nineties. <laughs> cheers, mate. I'd like to go. I'd like to go back to the nineties where I was born, <laughs> and actually be able to experience that. Yeah. Like, you want to remember your birth? No, but like as an adult. <laughs> No, what, no, you want to watch your birth as an adult? That's even worse. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was going to no, say I'll something worse that. than that. I'd want, no, I'd but... I was born at the like late ni- late nineties, so I'd like to know what I'd like to remember the nineties. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I just think like the music then was so cool, but older music is always better. I feel like it's pro- getting progressively and progressively worse. But oh my gosh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, would you rather text or talk? Talk. Talk. Dean, what would you rather do? For text, I'm used... I work in a call centre and I do not ring anybody else ever. Like, I hate, I hate it, me. My, my, my wife's Japanese and um, so I have to do all of, like, the calling and stuff like that for, like, the rest of our life. Um, and honestly, I hate it. I don't know why. I just... I feel like as I've got older, I just... I get anxiety about it, which is mad to think that I do that, considering I work in a call centre all the time, but having to ring places, I build it up, and then when I do it, it's sound, but nah, I'd rather text easily. You know what I'm like? I'm on my phone texting non-stop. I'm in so many different group chats, and I'm like that replying to them, but somebody rings us, and I've just put my phone down. No, I get, I understand that. Yeah, it's horrible. I can get so socially awkward. Like, I'll ring, I'll have to ring the dentist, and I'm... I have no idea what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, Any, like, you know what I hate? Is the worst. I hate bumping into people like you know unexpectedly. Oh, that, the like, ones that you're not that acquainted with. Yeah. No, but like, even when I am, like, and then I'm, and then I just feel so weird. Like I was out shopping, and like when like we've got uh, the metro center in in Newcastle, like the big indoor shopping center, and then um, some guy walked up to us and knew tapped us on the shoulder and said, "Oh, you're right." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Shopping, you." I was like, yeah, shopping too. Like, obviously, you're going to be shopping at the Metro Centre. We're in the middle of a shop as well. Like, I just oh, still think about it now, cringe about it. <laughs> they probably forgot about it straight away, but, like, it's just something that plays on my mind. <laughs> Every <like>. night. <laughs> I'm so glad you've reminded them. Yeah. Ah, they'll not be listening. <laughs> um, what was the last song you listened to? Um... Love, Love, Love by Donny Hathaway. Don't even think song. I know that song. If you don't know don't it, get to know it. Love, Love, Love by Donny Hathaway. Does any of you boys know that? No. Shame. Now we'll play it on the outro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather be invisible or have super strength? Invisible. Can you turn it off? Or like you're invisible oh. forever? Yeah, that's actually so fair. Can I, like, click my fingers? Yeah, I feel, I feel it's like, do you know the woman off Fantastic Four where she can, like, yeah, go yeah. Okay, yeah, go yeah. Invisible, for sure. Yeah, I think I would... Mm. It depends how super, super the strength is. Like, how strong is the strength? 
Yeah, but like, why do you need to lift stuff? Ah, oh, great get done for copy right now. Yeah. Well, this is back to the 60s, what... is it? Uh, yeah, police though. Yeah. And this is a great song. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> is there a sax in this one or not? No. Do you want to skip it along a little bit, Job, just so I still recognise it? Time I tried to find someone to take a place. Well, 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 James, you got to move. Bobbleheads. I don't think I've heard that song before, and I'm a fan. Oh, of I've never heard that. So, presumably, that would be on smooth, right? That's that seems like a smooth. I love yeah. smooth radio. I am sorry, but I will jump in. These are all horrible for not knowing that song. That's incredible. Well done. Thank well done. you. Thank you. Thank, yeah, thank you, mystery man, who just comes on to rip us all and drop off. Thanks, mate. <clears throat> um, sweet or savoury? Savoury, 100%. Savoury. Yeah, 100%. Sausage rolls. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most random thing I think anyone said. Sausage rolls. <laughs> Good, I'm so passionate about them. I'm so sorry. Honestly, yeah. Do you like Greg's? I love it. Yes. Oh, wow. God, sorry. There was so, that was the most. <laughs> so your your passions and purposes in life are acting, TikTok, and sausage rolls. That's what we've discovered. <laughs> that is my life motto. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was that was good. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've just answered it. This question: What's one thing people won't know about you? But I think we've just discovered what it is. <laughs> I've got a bit more to me than that. <laughs> um, I can speak Spanish. How how fluently? Well? Um, to like a conversational degree, like every wow. yeah. I can I understand with... it more than I can speak it. Oh, you can speak it. I, ha I have to, so the people, so I end up working with a company in my job and they're all from Spain and I always feel really bad. So I lived in Gibraltar as a child. So I, at 10 years old, could speak Spanish a little bit. Um, and they say some things and I kind of understand it. But then I told them the story of me having lived there. They're like, oh, well, they actually tried having a conversation. I was like, I'm really yeah. bad at this. I don't have a clue. So I, is yours not, I know beer, wine, <laughs> like I'll have, I'll have the sausage roll, please. No, no, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can like have conversations and stuff. Like I, it's just, I have to talk slowly and they have to talk slowly. But like, I have to kind of say from the get go that I'm, I'm slow and I'm, can't talk it that well and then they get surprised and i'm like wow yeah well I'm good. <laughs> to be fair we i feel like if depending on the speed i think we could all do that because we have google translate no but like i mean if i'm having a conversation i can't just go yeah one sec and then like or can you just that's how i please that's how i speak to my wife just <laughs> through google google translate <laughs> thing is Imogen <laughs> doesn't know if you're telling the truth or not hang on uh... joe Job has just said he can rap in Spanish. So oh, I think, he's gonna prove I, think it. I think we need to 
You need to say, I don't know, three or four it's lines. I'm going to set some premise. Let, no, let's set some premise. And then Imogen has to say what you've said. If it's a song, it, it's fr- no, it's not a song. If it's, it's Despacito, that doesn't TV. count. It is Despacito. How did you know? No, it's not. Um, it's from, has anyone seen the TV program Community? Yes. Fantastic series. Brilliant. It is brilliant. There is a, a Spanish rap in that, which obviously is one of my favorite shows. Well, like so stuff in it. Mm, no, it's, I think it's about cold fries. Actually, he says something about cold fries, but it's a beast stock. How, you can translate for it if you want to. We'll do. We'll do live. Yeah, we're going to see yeah. if Imogen can translate. <laughs> Imogen then has to wrap it back yeah, in English. You know, lay, lay beef, I'll right? do it in Japanese, Buck. Yeah. <laughs> it goes. You ready? 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 This yeah, is you can translate out. This is it goes. Donde esta la biblioteca? Ramo tibon lea rando discoteca. Discoteca moneca la biblioteca. And then that's all I know. So you're just talking <laughs> about a library. <laughs> A library, then a disco. One of those uh, buenos dias, me gusta papa frias. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, I feel like I'm like cool as well. I would like to apologize to everyone. It was impressive. Come on, man. At least yeah. give it. I am really sorry to any any of our Spanish listeners <laughs> for Joe ruining your national anthem there. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> This is where I drop off again. Thanks, Lou. This is he asks us why he asks us why I don't come on, right? He's like, Oh, why do you just come on and then drop off? I get ripped. I just know why. But yeah, because you come on rap in Spanish. Yeah, like about a library. About a library, yeah. It's literally the worst rap I've ever heard. You rapped about a library. Wow, wow. Why do you know Spanish, anyways? Why do I know Spanish? Um so I I I my Oh my gosh, I didn't get your words out. My grandparents bought a house in Spain when I was like two. And then I've been going every year since. And then my mum like made me learn Spanish. Mm. So, and I have to talk you... to like, the neighbours and stuff in Spanish. Are your grandparents speak Spanish? No. Do you? No. Grand... no. Are your grandparents speak Spanish? <laughs> good England. And role playing? Yeah, yeah good great England. England. <laughs> Class. No, brilliant. Um, well, that kind of wraps up the episode, Imogen. So we are genuinely super grateful for you coming on. You were thank you for inviting me. Yeah, no, you were, yeah, you were brilliant, and um, we will. I'm sure you're probably going to gain some more followers on TikTok from James, Dean, and Joe. <laughs> yeah, you get three more at least. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Um, I don't have it, but I'll log on just to follow you, and then I'll log back out. Thanks. That's a bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, but it just it just takes over your life. I'm not a widow. <laughs> I'll go on to look at one video, and before I know it, I'll be 35. It's just boom, before, so quick. Yeah. It's yeah. not great for us who who believe we have ADHD, is it? Yeah, it's not nah. great. But no, it's been um, incredible. So, what I would say is, how can people find you, follow you? Not down the street, obviously. We're just asking social media, <laughs> not where you live. Um, yeah, you can just follow me at Imogen Eden Brown on TikTok and Instagram. It's the same for both. So okay. that's great. Got it. Cheers. I feel like James will follow you on Instagram, but I don't think James has TikTok. So that's right. I'm there's offended. A, there's a there's a win. Um, yes. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the Everyman Podcast. We have 
yeah, it's been amazing. And we will catch you soon. Thank you very much for having me. It's been really, really nice to talk on here. And I love what you guys like, <laughs> your ethos and everything. It's great. So thank you very much. I thank do you. Thank you no, for thank coming you. on. Really appreciate oh, it. Have a nice rest of your evening. Thank you. Yes, you too. Yeah. See you later.